Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. It is the Sunday after the Saturday night before the Saturday night that was... Greyhound Racing New Zealand Awards Night in Christchurch at the Christchurch Town Hall. I was there trying to sound big and bright. So was this man, Dan Roberts. I'm just trying to work out there. Dan, I'm, I'm squinting at the screen there. You're wearing sunglasses inside, are you? <laughs> no, I've taken them off, mate. I've taken them off. Hey, we're going to recap the awards today, of course, and talk to uh, a couple of the uh, the big winners on the night. But just a, a general feel from you, Dan. How was How was your night? How did it feel to you? Yeah, great night, Ros. I reckon the MC was outstanding as well, to be oh, fair. Oh, here we go. Bit here of, we go. <laughs> bit of a comedy act going on up front, but no, it was a great night all round. I wasn't fishing for that. Just for the people out <laughs> there, yes, I did MC the awards last night. Uh, look, thanks to the uh, Greyhound Racing New Zealand uh, crew, the, uh, the staff and people who got that organised. It's not easy organising anything at the moment. Uh, just the way things are, but I um, thought it went off uh, extremely well. So well done to uh, Angela Adamson and and all of those from Greyhound Racing New Zealand uh, office who uh, put in, and uh, yeah, they'll be packing up and packing down uh, today as well. And I uh, tell you what, there's some pretty skillful uh, technicians in behind the scenes too, uh, Dan, uh, from, from Shipley Sound and Vision, who were um, doing some pretty good stuff for us as well. Um, thought we'd run through the awards, but before we get there... Probably the most intriguing thing of the night, the most unexpected thing for me, and possibly for you, Dan, is that you ended up on stage polishing a prosthetic leg. Now, how did that come about? Oh, William Pike, but not the William Pike we all uh, probably know and have come to love uh, as a jockey in Australia. William Pike, well, he's a writer, and he's developed his own. He's got his own book, and uh, quite an inspirational bloke. And he told us. Uh, very traumatic story about how he lost his leg and then uh, requested someone go up on stage and, and give it a bit of a give his prosthetic leg a bit of a polish up. I was worried that, that someone was <laughs> yeah. going to pour red wine in it for a minute there. <laughs> yes, well, that was looking likely as well. Um, an odd experience. Thought you did it very well, actually, uh, uh, Dan, but um, was, was it kind of everything you expected uh, taking off and putting back on a prosthetic leg? <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure. I've never really imagined what that experience would be like. They're quite heavy, though. They are quite heavy. But um, okay. no, an experience I'll, I'll probably uh, hold with me for a long time. I'd imagine. Yes. No. Well, you made it look very light. So you're clearly a very strong <laughs> young man, Dan. Um, but uh, yes, it was good to have William Pike there last night talking about the uh, William Pike challenge that he set up, inspiring uh, thousands of kids uh, around the country, and uh, inspired by. His own adversity, as Dan said there, um, losing a leg after um, getting through an eruption on Mount Rupehu. Uh, to the awards themselves, Dan, now we're going to be talking to Gary Cleave very shortly on the show. Gary, the trainer of No Keeper, who was announced as the overall Greyhound of the year. He was already a lock-in for Stayer. Uh, and then he also picked up New Zealand bread over Opawa Superstar and Charlotte Lou. And I guess at that point, Dan, uh, once that was determined between... No keeper and superstar. It was obvious who the overall dog of the year was going to be. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope they've got plenty of space in the mantelpiece. Uh, somewhat become the the cleave show uh, in the latter parts of the evening, and uh, obviously no keeper probably deservedly so took, taking three of the three of the top awards. So well done to them. Yeah, just uh, tremendous, and we'll talk to, to uh, Gary shortly about just what it means to him. 
Uh, there, there were some categories, and they were determined by a, a panel of, of seven as opposed to a points basis, uh, Dan. And one of the tightest categories it seemed on paper was the Sprinter of the Year, and there were five nominations, and they were all pretty reasonable um, that, uh, that they were good enough, obviously, to, to be named as finalists. It became a unanimous decision uh, that Typhoon Tim was Sprinter of the Year. Now I'm on that panel, but I, I must admit I, I was surprised it was unanimous. It looked quite tight on paper. Yeah, definitely. Um, five top-line sprinters there, and, and I think you said last night, how good would it be to chuck all five of them in a race and uh, see who would d- d- deliver on top. But the fact that it was unanimous does surprise me a wee bit. Obviously, Typhoon Tim was outstanding throughout the season, um, but there's a couple of other dogs that maybe deserved a vote or two. But anyway, um, Typhoon Tim takes the glory there. Indeed. Um, obviously, we knew that uh, Lisa Cole was the trainer of the year, 693 wins, so that kicked the night off. And uh, Sammy Phillips was named the strike rate trainer of the year because we knew that as well with that narrow UDR win uh, over Karen Walsh, uh, stayer of the year, no cheaper. Then we had the sprinter of the year, which was the first of the categories where we thought, okay, you know, who might win this? There might be a bit of anticipation in and around that. Then, then there was the middle distance greyhound of the year. Now, look, I, I know obviously you've got a vested interest here uh, with your dad training, Tal Bingo Bale, and a dog that you have a lot to do with in, in your own work with, with the team. But up against Opawa Superstar and, and Charlotte Lou, and it was a very, very good category once again. And uh, Opawa Superstar came through with a unanimous decision, but Tal Bingo Bale and Charlotte Lou had um, you know, really fairly compelling cases as well. Yeah, definitely can't knock either of them, Rosso. Um, Charlotte Lou had a had a very good season, and obviously so did Tal Bingo. But Superstar was just just probably that wee bit ahead of them, and uh, he probably he, he probably was the was the was the dog of of the season, so to speak, and he, he probably does deserve that title. So well done to them, and uh, yeah, like you say, another unanimous decision. Must be must be easy being on these panels. Uh, not as easy as it sounds, Dan. Got to say, <laughs> um, just just with Tel Bingo Bell, you you you've made a, a pretty decent point in the past that obviously a power superstar in terms of uh, Group One wins and also uh, some Group One placings, etc., and getting some sort of black type on the board, so to speak, for these awards. Well, he does get to, to race in his own age group, whereas Tel Bingo, of course, is up against you know the hardened season campaigners uh, right throughout, and um, you know. I, is is there? Do you think a um, even even a potential category for uh, almost free for all or of the year, if you like? Yeah, potentially. Um, obviously, a lot of superstars, sort of bigger wins, maybe came in the restricted age company. I mean, he definitely um, won the black type races and, and open grades, open open age races as well. So, I think there is maybe potential to look at it, but that might just be me being upset that we came second or third. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. The great thing is, of course, that Opawa Superstar in, in a number of years, Dan, could easily have walked away with the Greyhound of the Year overall and ultimately you know, ran second to, to, to no keeper. But again, it was a unanimous decision in the overall Greyhound of the Year. But I think it speaks pretty well to our breeding industry that we have these two dogs, no keeper and Opawa Superstar, in the same year. And then when you throw in dogs like Charlotte Lou, and we could name screes of others as well, the breeding scene isn't looking too bad. Yeah, definitely. I was actually gonna, I was gonna um, pay, put mention to that to you last night. In fact, and it's it is outstanding. And of course, um, 
no no keepers royally New Zealand bred, isn't he? Obviously, superstars comes from an Aussie sire, but but uh, yeah, no, it speaks volumes for the New Zealand breeding at the moment, and, and I think it's only going to get better. And of course, the imports still play their part, and uh, of course, your father's uh, had uh, a number of them over the years that have done a terrific job, and some of them have been greyhounds of the year, and I think we still need the Talbingo Bales, obviously, um, to um, to put. Uh, you know, some emphasis, some boost, some some strength around the uh, the top level middle distance racing because we can get a bit thin there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, personally, I I definitely think we need we need these imports coming over, especially the the top line imports, and uh, it certainly does add add to the racing and makes it a lot more exciting. Mm. And and of course, uh, one or two might be able to uh, add a bit of uh, impetus. Uh, at stud as well. Obviously, we're getting uh, dogs like American Warrior throwing some some good runners in a. I do think, I, I do hope uh, in a season or two we'll see some decent Federal Morgans as well around. Yeah, yeah, and he was an excitement machine and he's even gone back to Aussie and, and um, serving a few bitches over there. So people definitely want to use him. It'll be interesting to see how his dogs go uh, in New Zealand in the coming years. And um, Dan, sort of later in the night, um, we had uh, some, some pretty interesting awards, some special achievement awards and obviously a couple of people uh, inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. The really intriguing award for me was the overall Greyhound Racing New Zealand Board Youth Award, and we had uh, six winners to choose from. February winner Maddie Hamilton, March winner Alec Cole, April winner Riley Evans, May winner Corey Steele, June winner Rian Farrell, and July winner Sammy Phillips. Well, <laughs> it's almost like being asked to choose your favourite child because they all have <laughs> compelling cases. <laughs> and the ultimate winner, and it's a $5,000 award, so it's quite significant. Of course, they got $500 monthly awards. It uh, it was Riley Evans, and a popular winner, of course, but there would have been other popular winners too. This was potentially, well, for me anyway, one of the most highly anticipated awards of the night, I think, and uh, I, I actually had no idea which way it was going to go. It was... Um such a such a strong lineup of uh, of deserving candidates and uh, yeah obviously well done to Riley he's pocketed the the five k um, award and well done to him and we will have him on at half past twelve we might find out what he's going to spend that five thousand dollars on and um, yes it uh, it better be good um, and and of course this award is now continuing into the new season I think it's a tremendous initiative from Greyhound Racing New Zealand and I think Sarah Clawson was. Uh, the brainchild behind it, and the Greyhound boards got behind it, which is excellent. Um, Dan, who won the September award? <laughs> well, I don't think it's officially been announced, but I think my name might be getting oh. put down there. <laughs> okay. Well, I was told last night that I could actually mention it. I didn't quite find the right time. So I'm thinking we can mention it now. Congratulations, Dan. $500. How are you going to spend it? Uh, to be fair, I've actually just bought an import over from Australia, and I might use it to uh, cover the registration fee. Okay, no, good for you, and uh, and to further uh, greyhound racing in New Zealand. I hope it's a, a very good import uh, that you can use further down the track. Um, so well done to all of those award winners, obviously. And uh, in the breeding side, uh, dam of the year. I thought this was pretty close, actually. Um, tea time got that uh, over kissing Gwyneth, no jinx, and Opawa tab. Congratulations to uh, to Josie Arthur and, and Donald Arthur, um, New Zealand-based sire of the year. Went to uh, to thrilling Boris Gary Harding and, and Karen Walsh. She's done a really good job, Boris. Um, and the special achievement awards. Uh, one went to Minnie's Fantasy, so another award for uh, Josie and Donald Arthur. Uh, Minnie's Fantasy left 
two daughters who then produced the New Zealand Derby winner and the New Zealand Oaks winner in the season, which is outstanding. Jemima T uh, left Diego Gem for the Derby and uh, Tea Time left Charlotte Lou for the New Zealand Oaks. Deb Edlin received a special achievement award too for her Facebook group, a Greatness, G-R-E-Y-T-N-E-S-S. And Deb hasn't been all that well, so uh, Deb Edlin, look, all the best uh, to you and thank you for all the, the good work that you've done correcting misinformation relating to our sport through uh, your Greatness Facebook page. And then, Dan, before we leave this, two Hall of Fame inductees, Magic Command, who was just a marvel in the late 80s, won 50 of 73 starts. Ron and Rosemary Blackburn had their dog finally inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. That was supposed to happen last year, but because of COVID, we didn't have it, of course. And probably the tearjerker of the night, Dan, um, Trevor Wilkes, the uh, retired after 43 years commentator at Christchurch, received a standing ovation as he was placed in the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Hall of Fame. Yeah, certainly was emotional, that one, Rosso. And uh, as, you, as you said, a standing ovation, which is... Uh, well deserved, I think he uh, he definitely deserved a standing ovation, and um, I'd quite like to go back and uh, watch that on film. I reckon um, probably be one of those sort of things where you get goosebumps up the back, but definitely deserved it. Old Trev, he's a absolute legend of our game, and uh, we wish him all the best in retirement, and and he's thoroughly deserved his Hall of Fame. Indeed, he has, and um, yes, everyone stood. Uh, to a person there, and it was very genuine and just a, a wonderful vibe when that was announced. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.